0: We are unseen artists and we are giving the stage to underrepresented voices. I'm Courtney. And I am
1: Noelle LeBlanc.
0: And today we are talking about 1776, which is a revival of the original musical, 1776, which talks about the events in history that led up to the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Noelle, what did you think about the revival?
1: Well, I will say about 1776 in general is it's very much a typical American history version of uh, what we learn in U.S. public education, what we learn about the ratifying of, uh, not the ratifying, I'm sorry, Um, what we learn about the signing of the Declaration of Independence. So it's not necessarily historically accurate, but... Um, when we look at it with that lens, like it's nice, it's supposed to celebrate, you know, new the new country and whatever and the separation from Britain, which is great. Um, and so it was interesting because when I first heard about this new revival, I heard that it was going to be an all-female cast. Like that was the first thing I heard. I heard all women, and I was like, interesting, because typically it is all men, Abigail Adams and Martha Jefferson, but yeah, it's typically all men. And so I was like, okay, that's interesting. But also there have been many other shows that have tried to do all female versions like uh, The Odd Couple, and it's not particularly good. So I was a little bit nervous, but like excited and really interesting. And so it was really cool is that after I heard about it, when they were finally putting it on is I was like, oh, it's not just women, it's women and non-binary and trans, like it's all underrepresented genders. Um, And so I thought that was really cool because that has not really been seen on Broadway before. And I think that there is such an opportunity to be able to do that with so many of these older works. And I thought that it would really be interesting because this is based on history or whatever. Right. In concept um, it's really interesting because you are seeing something done in a completely different way. And even when you're looking at like a historical piece It just proves that you don't have to have people look exactly like the historical people that they're playing and doesn't like confuse people. If people say they're confused, it's intentional. They're not actually confused. Mm -hmm. They're choosing to be upset. Right. How did you feel about it, Courtney? So I went into the show knowing absolutely
0: nothing again. I, well, you knew it was my (laughs) history. I mean, yeah, right, right. I didn't know what, like, I didn't know specifically what the show was focusing on, but I, I did know this story. As much as I don't know about history, I do know this one, um, and I, I (laughs) really history, right. This is what they taught us in school, so I wasn't sure how it was gonna go, because first of all, I didn't know it existed because I don't know a lot about non-current theater and so i was expecting it to be less it was musical non contemporary yeah probably non contemporary theater
1: Oh, so I you need to watch to be- more traditional like we say traditional it's yeah. just like a term anyway like or like classical i guess uh, yeah. musical theater because it is very it's very song and dance
0: Right. And I do know some of it. I mean I I know Oliver and you know, I know some Kurt Weill and stuff like that. But so I had no idea what we were getting into. My first <laughs> historical musical theater was Hamilton. And <laughs> obviously <laughs> these are very different things. Yeah. That will um, be another episode. If, right. Like if you were to describe them you could say this is a musical that discusses history. Okay, they both fit into that
1: category but that's where it stops like that's that's the end six fits of that category too discusses American history
0: yeah okay yeah 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 and um so I was like okay this so I didn't know what to expect and I I didn't love or hate it I didn't have any overly strong feelings about it when it ended um but I was also excited because I also you know had heard that it was going to be women and trans and non-binary characters only. And I really liked that idea to change history from the only way it's been talked about to the complete opposite. So I was very excited going in. I didn't hate it. And I think there are a lot of good things about it. And I think that there are a few that I might would have done differently to, I guess, change the audience per- perception of it may get a little more engaging, but that may also have changed some of the original ideas that were not changed from the um, original play, which would have been a choice, I guess, by the you know the director, not me. But yeah, so those were my thoughts, and I say let's get into it.
1: Well, I feel like one of the things about revivals that it both excites people and upsets people is the creation of um, something new and something different. So you're taking the exact same thing, the exact same work, but you are creating something different for the audience or you're looking at it in a different way. Um and so it can be really, it's one of the things that I love about live theater personally, and I love about seeing shows is like being able to see the different perspectives that like the different casts have and that the different directors have of the same work. But also, I don't know, I I feel like, and this is as somebody who doesn't really like movies because I feel like watching the same thing over and over is kind of boring. And so that's why I like theater is that even if you watch the exact same cast on a different night, you could see a different performance. And so that's kind of the, the thing. That, I don't know, people come into something, especially something kind of iconic like 1776 or like there's a lot of other shows like this that people sort of come into thinking like, oh, I know exactly what to expect because it is exactly, you know, what I've always seen. And so I think something like this, um, even minor adjustments people freak out over, but something like this, oh my God, lead everybody into a panic, right? Like how could we possibly see something different?
0: More right. And I think that was a, that's a personal like preference of mine. I also love to see the transformation and I want more of a drastic transformation than other people want, I think. So like, whereas this show, I had never seen the original until today. And uh so watching well, and, them.
1: And even now you saw the movie, which is right. an adaptation.
0: Right. But... but like watching them very close together, um, it feels to me the only thing that was changed were the gender and costumes really, and not even all the costumes. Like it felt very similar, almost word for word in a lot of places. And I would have liked a bit more of an updated, I don't know, idea, I guess that was being discussed or like, but I also know they were trying to keep it to 1776 times, but I think it would have been fun in the way that six did it, where it added in the pop star, like, alter ego of all of these, you know, people not that extreme maybe for something like this, but like maybe included something a little more relevant and like the discussion of like what are we not going to include? Like what what are we going to include in the declaration that South Carolina is going to say I'm not signing unless you take this out that's more today's perspective. And I don't know if that's too like too intense of a change for something like this show that is, you know, iconic as a revival.
1: Well, it is and it isn't. So like I had that thought too, sort of Um, it would be kind of interesting, like what they did with it, um, where they had people sort of represent the actors represent their cultural backgrounds on stage, um, which I thought was really cool and interesting to be done if you were to take the same kind of story and retell it in a different way but you can't do a revival of a show and then change the show you can't actually change any of the like music lyrics book um without permission unless it's in the public domain so like you can do whatever you want with Shakespeare because Mm -hmm. that's like super in the public domain but So it's like they only have so much room to work with with that. But like some of the ideas that they had, I feel like would have really benefited from like taking the idea of 1776 instead of doing 1776, Mm -hmm. making a new like show that's like the creation of America or like something like that. Um, and taking the same sort of time period uh, and general idea that we know from history or quote unquote history or going into like actual history and then putting that on stage. Because I think that some of that didn't necessarily play in the um, in the telling that it is. And it's like, what's fascinating to me is I was watching it and I'm thinking like, wow, it would, how cool would it be if this is what actually happened, if it was like a room full of women or even just mm-hmm. a room full of a representation of everybody, because they had a lot of different um, ethnicities on that stage, that, you know, different uh, genders, different cultural backgrounds of all kinds. And so I was just like, how fascinating would it have been if, like, we could actually be in a country that was created and represented by people that look like all the people that live in this country. Um right. but unfortunately that's just like not the case, not reality.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I uh and kind of on that same spectrum but a little bit off it just came to me. But um I was talking to a friend yesterday and they said there was a study done at Cambridge that um, nowadays people are Um, identifying as more than 50% of people in the study identified as non-heterosexual. And I was like, Hmm. not surprised. And like nowadays, I was like, that is something, you know, people are less concerned about coming out as, you know, gay or bi or trans or any of these different like genders or sexualities or anything. And they're like, yeah, well, I think it was like probably only 10%. Of people before and I was like I think that's how many people came forward before and I want to see like I would want to see that kind of represented in this time because while these were straight white men I don't know that I believe they all were they just were in the time where it wasn't they're not going to put that in the history books you know right it's the same thing with like all of the like women writers that came out you know, we found out about way later that they wrote so well and they never married because they already had a partner that people just didn't talk about. And so, like, talking about including all ethnicities and all genders and stuff, I think that would be another part I'd want to bring into it a little bit. Um, But I, again, like you said, I think that would have to be in a new rendition, not necessarily in a revival of it.
1: Yes, I think that uh, having a new rendition of it would be, uh, it would be kind of important to include stuff like that, but you have to think about the time period too, because if you're setting it up in 1776, you know, you're not going to have people that are out necessarily even then. And even now, when you're talking about studies like this, like that is great. And we've had many conversations about this. I don't believe anyone is fully straight. Um, it's all a spectrum and I think that they're, you know, people swing hard one way or the other. And I think that a lot of that is pressure by society because I don't know. It just seems weird to me to not find any sort of attraction to right. someone. Like, if you're gonna say your friend is pretty, that puts you a little bit on the same on that spectrum. Anyway, I mean, that's a that's why there's into. that's why there's a Kinsey scale, like. Yeah. Because no one seems to fall 100% one way or another. And that's like a whole other discussion to have. But I think that the study that you're looking at, like it, that is fascinating information, but there is no way that that study was done, like not in a very populated area or a very liberal area, like New York or Chicago or Mm -hmm. LA or something like that. Because I mean, you've been in New York for how long now, like years. And I think you, I think you sometimes forget what it's like, even in your own hometown, because you could do that same study there and you would have probably very different answers. And I think that there is something, you know, along the center line and like, yes, like as a person from the LGBTQ community, like I want to see more things. Uh, about the LGBTQ community and the fact that like we see all of these like prolific writers, um, female writers in particular, but or historical figures or whatever who never marry or they did marry, but they had like, you know, quote unquote, an odd relationship or a distant relationship or whatever from their from their spouse. And it was just like that was the thing then is it wasn't like people being out. it was people, Doing And even up until like the seventies, which is when the movie came out and, you know, people were still getting married because that's what you're supposed to do. And then they would, you know, get into, uh, it would be like, I I was going to say contract, but that's not the right word. Like an agreement basically of like, Hey, like I'm gay and you're gay or like, like it would be like a lesbian and a gay man or something like that would marry. And then they would have their own side partners because they're like, what right. we have to do for society is to get married um, and have kids or whatever. And sometimes they don't even have kids, but they like get married. And so that's their, you know, their beard or their cover that they have, because that's what you're supposed to do. And then they're able to like live their lives the way that they want to, because they have a partner who is not going to judge them for the way that they're living their life. Right. So that would be a whole different, like, I mean, that's a whole different conversation too. Yeah. I'm sorry
0: if I derailed us. I just, (laughs) that was what I thought of when you talked about a new rendition.
1: No, it's fine. Um, but that was, that's another thing that it would be really interesting to see a sort of updated version in that not necessarily how it did happen But Mm -hmm. how it should have happened. Yeah. That's what I would be really interested in seeing.
0: Yeah, Um, I think that would be very cool. I think it would be hard to release something like that, like, today. Because we do have Hamilton. (laughs) And, I mean, because one thing, like, with 1776, if it had been released the way it is now as a new play, if it was not a revival. I mean, it already had hit or miss reception. But, like, I think it would have been really run into the ground because they would have been like, oh, you're just trying to make a knockoff Hamilton because that's what everyone's focus is on right now. And so I don't know that I'd want that play to come out or the musical to come out like right now until it gets the recognition it would deserve for coming out with something like that. You know?
1: Well, I disagree. I think that the, what people say about making a knockoff Hamilton is like making another people are trying to make other like rap style music musicals
0: mm-hmm.
1: and which is very and that's what was new and different about hamilton like yes you're showing you know uh, a, a different side of american history um but i don't think that was ever the focus for anybody it wasn't like people who were like okay. super into american history or you know that were like oh yeah hamilton they were like I, it was all of these people who weren't really into musicals or who were like, oh, I like musicals, but like, I wish that I had, you know, it was more interest, like it more matched my taste in music or whatever for all of these people. And there's plenty of people that have gone the other way of, of being like, this is not my style this is not musical theater like this is not what i'm used to and like i was definitely in that camp for a really long time because i listened to it and i was like i don't understand how people just listen to this
0: well he also did before he came out with hamilton it was freestyle love supreme so it's like he's done rap and theater well yeah but
1: nobody really knew anything about freestyle of supreme that's and that is a whole different Genre because it's not even really a show. It, I mean, it is, but it's more more improv. It, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's improv. And so that's a whole separate thing. But so that it's the fact that Hamilton has gotten the recognition that it has that's kind of new and different, not so much that he that that has never existed before. It was just nothing had ever caught on like that before. Right. And I think, and and that'll be its own episode. I think we're going to have to talk about Hamilton at some point anyway. I think so. Especially- Even though
0: I feel like the last two episodes are the most that me and you have ever talked about Hamilton to each other in our lives, which like <laughs> makes it sound like we talk about it a lot. We really don't, which is, I mean, I've listened to it. Don't <laughs> worry. I love Hamilton, but like, it's really funny how much I
1: it's saw come- it on Apple plus.
0: Oh, I, yeah. I watched it on. Um, Disney Plus when it when it came out that summer.
1: Oh yeah, Disney Plus, not Apple Plus, I'm sorry. Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, I saw it and it made me want to see it on stage because there were so many moments. Again, this is probably for another episode, but there were so many moments that I was like I want to see the whole thing. And that's what I kind of like don't like about recorded live theater is that they try to record it kind of like a movie. And I'm like, no, I want to see the ensemble, I want to see the dancing, I want to see like the whole set and how everything connects together. Cause that's what I love about theater. Um, yeah. is being able to I see the very whole much thing, agree with that the whole time. Yeah. But other people don't like that and it's fine. Uh they're wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, we're here to tell just... you what to think. <laughs> No, but like uh i don't know like just go watch a movie like if you don't want to see like the whole how everything knows everything because it's so i agree important. you know i
0: love movies I mean, and i love theater and i i want them to be separate i don't want to watch musical theater on tv um unless it's you know the tv show or movie like i don't want to watch a live recording of it
1: like that well and there are things that have there are adaptations that have been done really well. And so like, that's the thing. So we watched 1776, the 1972 version, um, which was a movie adaptation of the original musical. Um, And I think they did a really good job. They had a lot of leeway. You know, it's a lot easier when you're doing a movie to have more sets and separate things off a little bit better. And I think that that was maybe one of the things that, Um, this revival tried to do and in certain scenes it worked really well like separating Mm -hmm. off some of the songs like in front of the main curtain um and doing things like of that nature and then there were other sort of moments where it just didn't work as well um and I think it just sort of depended on what all they were trying to do do with it because like with the um, what is the song called uh Lee? Yeah uh, uh, the Lees of Old Virginia is it that one? Yeah, that mm-hmm. number in the movie is done so well because they can like do it outside and there's, you know, like all of this stuff going on. and so it's a little bit more difficult um, I think, to do in like a smaller space. To play with the 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 grandioseness of um of that character right and I think like specifically that character um
0: that was one of my complaints with the revival especially now seeing the original which I'm glad I've seen both now because it's it's given me a better appreciation for the revival and it's given me a little more like understanding of how some of the choices were made but I think some of the characters were a little um, overdone for the revival, like specifically for Lee's character. I understand that they were like in the, I guess in the original, but definitely in the adaptation, it it like Lee is a grandiose character. and They have this big presence. And so they wanted to translate that onto the stage as well. And I just, I thought it was personally a little too much, but I could also, I also know that seemed to be like the character that got the best reception during the show because they were really funny and they had like these great one-liners and all this other stuff. But that was one thing for me that like, I might would have stuck to the, you know, but maybe it wasn't, it wasn't easy to stick to the, you know, original because you didn't have that leeway of leeway to
1: like <laughs> branch <laughs> uh, out or anything. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. It sort of depends because you have to create your own, characters and your own um ideas for anything you're updating right sure and so here's Mm -hmm. what's really interesting um and it sort of reminded me and it was something that my dad and I had discussed too about seeing it um so John Adams is supposed to be this like really unlikable character like he's really annoying he talks too much Um, everybody's super frustrated with him. And like, what's kind of interesting is that like, some of that is world building that they have to do on the stage because Mm -hmm. you're kind of being dropped into the middle. This isn't the beginning of their debates, um, or their conversations about this. This is like, you're being dropped right into the middle of it. Um, and actually more towards the end of it. And so a lot of this stuff has happened before you were there, but, um, the thing that William Daniels does, like he has played very likable characters, but he also plays these like really unlikable characters very well in that you still kind of like them. But what right. um, and I don't even know how to solve this because I feel like if I had directed it, I would have ended up in the exact same situation because uh, Crystal and Lloyd, oh my god was incredible as john adams like so amazing and i would love to see her do anything she has such a presence and so much charisma that she just like exudes but so it was one of those things where like my dad and i had discussed this a little bit of like did you find john adams to be unlikable no, I loved her. She was like one of my favorite ones. And it's like, just the presence that she has on stage is like, you don't get that sense of her being annoying because she's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really know necessarily how to fix that. But then when you look on the flip side, what's really interesting about this is like having watched the movie, some of those, um, the conservative characters of um you know North Carolina and South Carolina where you're like god they're just like dragging this out and they're refusing to do anything and like the whole slavery and all these things mm-hmm. that you're like I don't like them and you don't like them like I think you love how incredible and immovable Carly Carmelo is as John Dickinson. Right. Like, even though that character is not likable, you have to like her. Like, she does this, like, unlikable character so well. Because even at the same time that you still feel like, yeah, I don't want to be like your friend but like, right? like I want to listen to what you have to say and then it was the other um what's the number um, well I have to say
0: like on that note about Carolee Carmela I think she was probably in my opinion the best cast person in this show I thought she did an incredible job I did not like her and I did not want anything. I wanted to listen to her and I wanted to hear what she said. And I wanted to do the opposite, like the entire time. I did not want to agree with her whether she was right or wrong the entire time. So I I thought that was very well done because then watching the movie, because that was that was another comment I had about doing the character a little different was while Dickinson in the film is very unlikable and is more, I guess, bold than a lot of the other characters. Yeah. Uh, Carolee was way bolder and way more intense and really did updo the character a lot, but it never felt like too much.
1: Yep, like absolutely it felt like it
0: fit the part, which obviously was my complaint with some of the others is that it felt like it was overdone when they did that, and I don't think that it was the same for her.
1: Well, and that was the thing that I think was a little bit of a struggle with the revival. Is that it was a little bit inconsistent. So there were some like mm-hmm. really, really strong characters, like Carolee and uh, Crystalline, both mm-hmm. like really powered the show. It was them. Um, and then with Dr. Lyman, oh, Hall, yeah. Aaron LaCroix, he also played Martha Jefferson, which was interesting because I saw that she had played Christine and Phantom. And I think she definitely played Martha Jefferson on the same vein as Christine. Christine. Yeah. Which is fine. It was fine. But as Lyman, like so powerful. And so mm-hmm. that's what's so interesting to see is like different people playing different characters and how much they can bring things out. Because I think that the development, that she went through in that character like really stood out but then it was the other thing um uh what's the sla- the slavery number molasses to rum mm-hmm. that was the best number in the entire show
0: yes absolutely. and
1: i was not expecting that because we didn't get a ton to work with through most of the rest of the show from sarah sarah porkalope porkalope i'm sorry if i'm bastardizing names uh porkalope i think think it's sarah anyway yeah porkalope with an like oh oh okay great but she like i remember because we talked at intermission and i was like I ca- like, I could sense that there was something there. And I had told you, I was like, yeah, she's okay. Like, she's not doing that much. Like, I'm, I'm interested right. to see more. And then that number was like the fucking blowout number of the whole show. <laughs> right. And I was like, where has this been this whole time? I wish that I had seen more of that. And it was like, I just saw those inklings of like, the fact that she was so much more than what we were getting from her. And so that was kind right. of like, that was a little bit disappointing, but at least it came up to this like grand, you know, uh, that literally was the best number in the show. Like, yeah, hands down. It's, it's the number where you're like, no, like, I don't agree with you, but you're like so enthralled in that. And I think that's one of the things that this show did really well is that the casting of some of these like villainous characters or these characters like villainous quote unquote but like right uh, right. you know these characters that we're looking at and like we do not agree with them politically or like we think that they were doing the bad thing you know with this modern lens they were so I guess charismatic is the right word or like they were Mm -hmm. so intriguing to watch they really drew you into what they were doing and so that was one of the things that was like it's hard to make some of these unlikable characters really interesting and really kind of likable in like I like to dislike you kind of way and so I think that that was something that they had a good amount of in this.
0: I, yeah, no, I definitely agree. yeah. I think I think the biggest holdout was that it was inconsistent because you do have a lot of this incredible talent. You have a lot of these like incredible feelings. and then you have these incredible numbers that you wouldn't have you wouldn't have expected to do as well as they did necessarily. And like one of them that really stuck out to me aside from the molasses one was um, at the very towards the very end where he sings the song about, um, that the soldier sings a song about his friends dying and it's called like mama something or oh, yeah, um, mama look sharp mama look sharp. Yeah. I thought the stage version had a lot more feeling and emotion in it. And then watching the film was kind of a letdown for me. Cause like, it was still sad, but I thought that was when they did a much better job on than the adaptation did, which didn't, didn't feel across the board for me. Cause I ended up really liking the adaptation much more than I expected to. The movie you mean? yeah the film adaptation and so like i was just i was blown away by that number as well i thought it like it had so much emotion in it and i really liked it
1: see and that's so interesting that you say that because i have yeah i feel like it is very underwhelming in the movie Mm -hmm. um and i've seen productions that have done that really poorly that song Um, But I've also seen productions where it's been overwhelming the emotion and the sorrow. And I feel like it was sort of in between, like, it wasn't the worst I've seen. I've seen real bad. I've seen real bad renditions of that song Um, because sometimes people try to get too literal. Like, you can't get too literal. Like, you can't be too literal in theater. Like, just, like, don't. No. It also didn't impact me as much as some other ones that I've seen. And it's hard. It's one of those, like, difficult... It's really difficult to do well right because those like really power impact songs it's like okay do you want to put like a whole force behind it like Les Mis with like this whole orchestra and everything those powerful songs are done you know with this whole ensemble um or should it just be one person or is there somewhere in between? And I think they tried to do, they did a good job of trying to get in that in between. And I think that they did. I think that the idea was right. Yeah. I think the idea I liked hit it better. And like, this might be because I
0: haven't seen a lot of other versions of it, but I think I, I don't know that I would want one that's more overwhelming because I, I feel like it might, would take away from the rest of the show because yeah. it does have that emotion and you walk away and that's what you hold on to. And it's like, well, that's important and that's an emotional scene, but I don't want that to be my focus that I took away with from that show is that one scene, you know, because so many other important things were happening and so many bigger things were happening that the show was about. So that, that would be my concern with the like more overwhelming scenes, but I haven't seen them. So I don't know if that's true
1: or not, or if that's just what I would perceive. You know, I, th- I think smaller is better in particular for that because it's something about, the solitude the just like aloneness of that feeling that i think connects well with people right even if you don't know that you don't have that specific feeling you know mm-hmm. you're losing all of these men in war and like i'm sure lots of people have do have that feeling but like we're in our modern times you know people aren't drafted anymore and it's not like everybody has a family member that has gone to war, but there's, you know, they move away or that, you know, something happens or whatever. There's all these other connections that you can make into that same song of like, just having a distance. I'm sure. And and that's one thing I appreciate about
0: theater is even if you don't have that feeling, if you have the right actors with the right emotions, you can still feel what they want you to feel without having any
1: reference, any frame of reference for it, which
0: is what I felt like happened here. And I liked it. Yeah. Were there any other of the musical numbers or the specific cast members you want to talk about before we get into costuming?
1: Well, I did want to say it's interesting because there's, and we talked about this in six about like, you're taking historical figures. Right. And so then people are like, Oh, well they need to look exactly like historical figures and like, okay, but, but why? And I think that this right. job did such a good job of proving that, like, but why, why does it need to look exactly like that? Because we have Benjamin Franklin. We have Benjamin Franklin as Patrina Marie. Was there ever a moment looking at her that you were like, who is that?
0: <laughs> no,
1: no, you are always knew that that was benjamin franklin Mm -hmm. and like wasn't bald on top had dreads or was it dreads or braids had braids i think it was Mm -hmm. but like had you know was black and i was never like oh I have no idea who that is because that doesn't look like anyone from history. Like you can represent a character so well without looking exactly like how people expect you to look. And I think that that was something that they did really well in some of this Mm -hmm. is it was like they really showed a representation of the character that you could see and you could be like, yes, that looks exactly like or that looks exactly like the feel of the character or like the vibe is right for the character but you're not like oh if i looked at a picture of benjamin franklin and i looked at her that i you'd be like oh you never looked at benjamin franklin by Katrina, and you were like nope no idea yeah. like right everything fit right with the way that they looked you know and so it it just shows that there's so much more we can do with these shows that we've done forever with new shows coming in with historical productions like there's so much stuff that you can do and be like they don't have to look exactly like what we think of
0: right and that was that was one character that like speaking of the feel and the vibe I was like like I always knew she was Benjamin Franklin. That never was a question, but sometimes I was like, maybe she's overdone it a bit. This is kind of like a very like wonky character. And then I watched the, like the film and I was like, nope, she played the role correctly. Like, this is just the way that they like portrayed Benjamin Franklin. I don't, you know, I haven't watched enough about Benjamin Franklin in my life. Maybe that was exact replica of how he was, but it was at least true to the original, you know, 1776 if nothing else and I was like no I I don't like she (laughs) actually did
1: what doesn't say I don't think we can look at anything in this play and necessarily say that's exactly how they were (laughs) like in life well no I know I know but I felt like while while
0: I was watching it I was like this might be a little bit too much like it's such an over exaggeration I feel like a Benjamin Franklin and then I watched the film and I'm like oh no that's how they did it for the film too like It's just how he was portrayed for this part in this show. And so I was like, no, I was like, she did a great job then. And it feels like it fit what, you know, the original would have wanted.
1: It's interesting because I found her to be a little bit underwhelming. Interesting. Because that's sort of the character is this comedic relief a little bit. So I think that there was actually a lot more she could have done with that, but I don't know, maybe she was going more true to the person kind of thing, which I, which I don't have a problem with. I think that that is an an interesting way to go with historical, uh, historical stuff. And that's what's, and that's as fascinating is watching different people take on the same role and see their interpretation of it. But I think she definitely embodied the character very well Mm -hmm.
0: i would love to see this show again with a like with an entirely new cast now that i've seen the film that came out closer to the you know the original and seen the revival i'd like to see another one to see how i can like compare and contrast especially seeing like two stage shows at least you know
1: yeah well i know they're in uh they're performing in somewhere. Washington, I think. Now. Wow. Well, but I don't know how many of the original cast members me. are going on the tour now. Because it is on tour. Mm-hmm. It's heading off on tour. But I know like Carolee Carmelo has left and she is in Bad Cinderella that uh, sort of previews last night as of our recording. Oh. How exciting. I realized that. Preview. And so I'm sure that there are other people in it who didn't who didn't travel with it um, and who have gone on to other things or, but it would be interesting to see. So yeah, it's going on tour and people will be able to see it. It'll be different, but same concept. So I'd be kind of interested to see, like, I wonder if it would work the same way if there was like a mixed cast you know yeah but i like what they did with it i like the idea of it and i would Mm -hmm. love to see this you know i've been talking about this forever about (laughs) doing a shakespeare show in the same like vein and so i think that doing it with a historical a historical show with like actual historical figures was very um Brave, I guess, or like it was a uh, very forward-thinking to try to do something like that, and I think that they did that part of it really well. I do. Um, I think they did
0: it really well. I think my most of my critiques come from choices they made in direction, or like it wasn't necessarily like things that they could have done with any gender or ethnicity cast that I still wouldn't have liked, regardless of who the cast was, you know. So I oh, yeah. think I think that this was done very well and it did. I mean, it did very well in my mind for um what they were going for and I liked the idea a lot as well.
1: Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It it would be great to see more shows done in this same vein of passing totally outside of like how it's written. Mm-hmm. Um because how often does you know, there are plenty of characters where their ethnicity matters because it's part of the story. But very often, or I'm sorry, not very often, is that it needs to be a white character. Usually when characters are written in that way, it's non-white. And so Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see sort of if other shows can start picking up the same thing because beyond that like yeah there's plenty of characters that we're seeing and we don't need to see them being played by the same type of person that played it in the movie or did it originally on Broadway or whatever and I think Um, it
0: makes it more interesting to do that it makes it it feels like you're seeing so many different shows if you're having you know so many different ethnicities so many different genders like it really, it really adds to the show. It doesn't take away by any means. And so I, I agree. I'd love to see more. Because there's so many things where it's like.
1: the, Yeah. None of that matters. The gender doesn't matter. Like nothing is relevant to what. To the overall show. And sometimes it just makes. It makes those. Um, those smaller relationships. Or the. The. Um, like core of their being as part like unsaid part right Mm -hmm. is like more interesting yeah so so we'll see I hope this I hope this spawns more of the same ilk rather than making people think because I think there are plenty of people who I think there's a good chunk of people who didn't like it because they didn't like the idea of it right and i hope that that chunk of people because that's true everywhere like we're looking we're sitting here and we're we have the very first ever it's 2023 so well if this started in 2022 but yeah. we have the first ever black glinda and we have the first ever black christine, christine. on broadway and like why is that the case like and that friggin' phantom of the opera has been running for like over 30 years yeah and we're like okay this is the first oh wait way longer than that over 40 years
0: 40 years yeah i forgot how old i was
1: uh (laughs) happens but like it's been running For so long, and people are like, Oh, yeah, but like, why haven't we seen it yet? And on the wicked front, why haven't we seen an alphabet who's a person of color? Because they're fucking green the whole show. Did we? (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: thoughts and feelings.
1: I have thoughts and feelings yeah about Um, everything do you have thoughts and feelings about the costumes Uh, i do i do have thoughts and feelings about the costumes because okay i thought that opening number was so good that they put together and they went and they like made their costumes they like hiked up their socks Mm-hmm. And like, did all the things with like the, and you know, they were wearing like heels, a lot of them, which is obviously not accurate or whatever. Like, I don't care about any of that. But it's very interesting that they made this whole point of putting, you know, this traditional, quote unquote, traditional look on these characters. And then it was really not consistent through the whole thing. And so, I want I kind of wanted it to go either one way or the other not to do the combination that it did and so that was the only thing that sort of like it took you out of it a little bit because you had some people that were like very traditionally dressed like not including wigs would we won't even talk about wigs, but like very traditionally dressed in their costumes and then there were some people that were like it was just so obvious that that shirt or that whatever was like really modern. Right. Um, and so that was the only thing that like, I don't have a problem with people modernizing traditional shows, but I think you either have to modernize all of it or you need to modernize none of it. The combination of things just gets like really confusing and just makes things look out of place. I think. I know I definitely agree with that. And I think
0: I think there is a time and place for combination, potentially. Um, but again, it's about consistency. It has to be more consistent. And you had some of these characters who were very traditional and then would switch to very modern and then would switch to very traditional. And like, so like maybe you want to make some of these characters the modern version and make some of them traditional version. I don't know if that would work, but I think like at least keeping them consistent would make it a little easier to, I don't know, keep up with and like everything. And um, I don't think keep up with is the right term I'm looking for, but make it more enjoyable to watch because you're not just like caught off guard when a character is no longer the character you thought they were five minutes ago, you know? And yeah. And maybe that's even a way to portray like characters who are playing multiple roles. So like um Lyman also plays um martha Martha. so maybe make one of those characters really modern and the other one really traditional and i don't know if that would work but that might be a way to you don't think it would work no oh well i could see that being a little more consistent if you're keeping it to the character themselves
1: but because they did that certain characters wore things that were different but it just looked like to me, when I was looking at it, I'm looking at this whole picture of all of these costumes and most of them were pretty consistent with each other. And then there would be like maybe two or three people yeah, that were wearing something. And it almost made it look like, did you not have something for them to wear? Was it just like, I needed to grab something that was available? Do I need to? And right. it just like, I think that's one of the things you have to look at as a big picture idea of like making the choice to do it one way or the other and see, that's one of the things that I think and Juliet did really well, which you haven't seen yet, but you'll see it. And we'll talk about it eventually, but it's one of those Mm -hmm. things where like you can see in the costumes of that show where they have taken traditional Elizabethan shapes and put them on to their characters but with a more modern uh style. So and- <laughs> I have actually seen that because they did wear
0: their costumes into the bar after opening night. <laughs> so- <laughs> So, I am familiar with the concept you're talking about, even though I have not seen the show.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, their costumer is probably real upset at them for doing that. Yeah. You're not supposed to leave the theater unless no. you're going out. On Only that. like
0: three of them did, to be fair. It wasn't the whole cast. I made it a little more dramatic, but three of them did wear it into the bar. But
1: no, it's, it is one of those interesting things that I think, and I had said this to my dad while we were watching it, as I was like, I can see the shapes. I can see, you know, the ruffled neck thing that, that like Elizabeth was mm-hmm. so well-known for and like these big, like um, those like round big things that they wore and like the open, you know, big skirts and the corsets yeah. and all of the stuff. You can see all of these shapes that they're wearing but they're all updated. And so it didn't look because it was all done the same way, it didn't look off at all. I thought it yeah. was actually really great. And I think that that show has to be nominated for a costuming Tony. Yeah. And I think it's done really I think well.
0: Doing it with a new show like that helps too, because this is a new, like entirely new concept. Whereas with the revival, if you do too much at one time, it also is going to change the show too much so i think i i mean i do agree that like trying to include these modern costumes sporadically (laughs) didn't didn't hit the mark for 1776 because it was already trying a lot of other things to modernize but not
1: modernize at the same time Um, but i feel like if they had taken all of the costumes and taken the traditional idea and modernized all of them right it would have had a very different um reception
0: yeah and that's that's more of what i was trying to say i don't think i said it right but like um the, the sporadically trying to include
1: it was more of the the issue than right anything else it just didn't match and so that was kind of the difficulty with it um but i i especially because in that first like major song scene with everybody as they made that Mm -hmm. whole point of like setting up all of the traditional style uh, costumes. And so then when it wasn't consistent after that, it was like, okay, then what was the point of that whole beginning part where they're like coming and they, you know, pull pull the things up and put on the shoes and do all the mm-hmm. stuff um and then they you have somebody in like see th- a see-through top and then you have somebody else in like a very modern blouse
0: mm-hmm. and like things
1: like that and it was just it just didn't it didn't match with the rest and so yeah. it sort of seemed like an afterthought so if it's a choice it didn't come across as a choice it came across as a that it that it didn't fit that it wasn't yeah and it and it's possible it wasn't a choice because
0: if i remember correctly the actors that had the more modern looking style where people play understudies for other roles they normally don't play and so yeah
1: but those people all have costumes for those parts and when they don't they wear costumes from other people mm-hmm. they should so like each costume was a choice Mm -hmm. uh but yeah no i understand what you're saying but it doesn't it doesn't quite work like that okay they don't throw somebody in who's like not i mean that has already prepared that is that's not what we yeah that has happened but that's not what we saw
0: got it i wasn't sure because there were so many like understudies that were moved around so much
1: but it's not, it's, it's a little bit different in a show like this because you're taking people who play regular parts. So like, they'll be cast in such and such a part that's like, quote unquote, smaller. There are no small parts, only small actors. But they'll be cast in like a smaller part. And then they'll understudy like, what is a larger part, quote unquote. And so then it ends up shifting. So like- Everybody has understudies, multiple people understudy multiple parts and all of these things. But so there are people who are main characters who will understudy other parts. There are people that are just like traditional and it it varies on the show, too. Some people are just like traditional ensemble. And then like Mm -hmm. with we saw with coronavirus and a lot of shows shutting down is like some of the big ones with like huge ensembles. Instead of shutting down, they would just like scale down their ensemble. So they would have Mm -hmm. like way fewer people and it would be like much smaller because they had a bunch of people out with COVID like that kind of thing they'd like filter people through. And so that's a whole back end thing that could be it's an an episode in itself as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But Um, do you have any final thoughts before we get into our last our last bit here.
1: I just hope that we see more shows try to do the same concept because while it wasn't perfect, I think they made a very valiant effort. And I think that they made um, a lot move forward in the span of like Broadway and theater in general and just like basically everything I've been talking about as far as like casting and So if you had to Um, sum it up, what would you say 1776
0: did for Broadway?
1: I think that it really showed that you can have a show as traditional and as iconic as 1776 with all of these characters that like, especially American audiences have like in our minds of like, we know what all these people are supposed to look like from their portraits or whatever. And took that and turned it on its head and it didn't change anything about, there was nothing about the casting of like different genders and different races that changed the interpretation of the story. Like yes, right. you have to represent the character. That's true of all shows. Sure. But why do you have to look exactly like X person? It uh, that is not that's not what it is. Because you can watch all of these old movies and everybody looks the same. How do you tell any of the characters apart in West Side Story? All the Jets look the same. And it's not so being traditional or whatever, like watching 1776. They all look like the same. It's not that that's making it the big difference. It's how the people do the parts. That's
0: yeah. And I so. think that's a big thing that people seem to forget. That I'm hoping a lot of these newer shows are bringing back because, like, if you look at Shakespeare times, everyone was a man in the show. Yep. Like. Why? Women. Right, but like, so why now? Can you not have all women in a show, or all ethnicities in a show, or all genders in a show? Like, I don't understand. I've I've never understood why that's been such a big deal. But I'm hoping that some of these shows, like seventy seventy six, are being used as a reminder that theater started in a way where people were acting. They weren't like you didn't have to look like how it was expected to look as long as you acted the role.
1: Yeah, and I think that there is still a benefit to having people from a similar background to play certain characters. But just because the first person who did something was, you know, looked like this, was like a young, blonde whatever doesn't mean that every person that you cast after that to play this part again has to look exactly the same as that first
0: person right and like for the next thousand of versions of Romeo and Juliet they've done did they have two men play like Romeo and Juliet like no of course they switched it up and they made it a woman and man and we've had different not a lot of different versions of Romeo and Juliet but like so I it's I don't know this feels like it kind of uses a lot of those original theater techniques people use to show that you could play both genders and that was you know set at a time where they were like only men can be actors because they're men but we're flipping it now I mean like no everyone can play everything just kind of you know is what it is so yes I like it and um, so is there anything aside from costuming that you would have done differently it doesn't mean you think they did it wrong or that they did it bad just something you would have done differently in this particular revival
1: um i mean i probably would have personally played with the set a little bit differently um but i don't think what they did was bad Um, I again I think it was another moment where some things were inconsistent some things looked really really good and some things just sort of were like understated Um, yeah I just the only thing for me was the consistency and so that's the thing because if you do everything and it's terrible then it's just terrible and if you do everything it's amazing then it's amazing but it's sort of it almost had this feel like certain scenes were directed by one person and other scenes were directed by other people. Um, It didn't mesh together. And so that's the only thing that I think that I would, and I don't even know if I would fix it, but like, it's one of those things, like, I don't know if I would do it better there. I probably wouldn't do it better, but it's one of those things where I'd be like, I would want to... I guess that's my biggest critique of it. I would want everything to be like a little bit more consistent than it was because there were some moments that were just so strong and some that like didn't quite hit the mark. And so the one thing that I do hope is that people aren't going to turn around and be like, oh, well, this show was done this way. And so we're never going to do anything like that again because it didn't work. The way right. that, you know, we think that it should have or like people didn't look right enough or whatever. Or this or this one scene, you know, didn't match my expectations. Um, and sure. so I hope that that's not the case because I think that different perspectives are always interesting anyway. So yep. I I'd definitely be interested agree. to see it continue. I'd be interested to see what it looks like on tour because I know sometimes the tour director is different than the broadway director so i'm curious if like anything is different yeah and then with different people in the cast i always like to see you know how how they play a part so i think the tour would be interesting to see so hit up the tour if it's in a town near you absolutely
0: i um i don't think i have a lot to add to that because it's similar that i would have said but before we wrap up i do have a couple of fun facts for you oh I love fun facts I know you too I do too I'm ready so Richard Nixon actually lobbied to have cool considerate men cut from the film's theatrical release which Why? is very fun Richard Nixon didn't care for it because it was a piece in which wealthy loyalists smugly call themselves cool cool conservative men and start waltzing to the right ever to the right and his people wanted it axed from the show
1: so it uh obviously it um, didn't work a modern lens on this show is like so that's a whole other that is an entirely different podcast <laughs> absolutely and uh I love that my other
0: too. my other fun fact that is more fun in my opinion um boy meets world actually does a probable tribute to 1776 yes. because in one of the episodes when they go to independence hall um Mr. Feeney says, I don't know what it is about this place, but every time I'm here, I feel like singing and dancing. On that note, we are Unseen Artist, and you can find us at unseenartist.org. You can find us at unseenartist, without an S, org on Instagram, and you can find us at unseenartist.org on Twitter. we are a nonprofit. Feel free to donate. All of the links are on our website. But if you're looking specifically for Vinmo, it is Unseen Artist, again, without an S, org on Vinmo. And we hope that you have enjoyed this discussion of 1776. We hope you get a chance to catch it on tour and check back in next week to see what our show is going to be. It's going to be a
1: surprise. And if you want to see video episodes and extra episodes and suggest episodes and join our book club, find us on Patreon. Again, also Unseen Artist Org. Um, I think it's patreon.com slash Unseen Artist Org. And you can come and join us and chat with us about the things that we're doing. Because uh, we want to hear your opinions, you can also email us at info at unseen art- artists with an s dot org, like the website, just to confuse everybody and keep them on right. their toes.
0: Yes, we will uh... be including <laughs> a list of these sites um, on our
1: we'll release. Write it don't down worry. For you.
0: Yeah, you don't have to like remember this or so write it down. We'll give it to you. Um, but yeah, Bye. so thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.